More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get ready for Smart Money Happy Hour. Pull up a chair, it's the happy hour you wish your friends were having. Mix two money experts with some hot takes and a splash of nostalgia, and you get me, George Camel. And me, Rachel Cruz, talking unfiltered about what's going on in the world, pop culture, and how to afford a life you love. We're talking money, celebrity budgets, and my budget for my two French Bulldogs. It's a lot. (laughs) You'll hear it all on Smart Money Happy Hour. Listen on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. Joe Biden's America just got even worse. Inflation through the roof. The price you're paying for gas today is the highest in history again, whether it's diesel or unleaded. And now it is official that NASDAQ has seen the worst month since 2008 as companies are putting out disappointing earnings. This also coming as they're trying to distract you at the White House with what they now say is good news. You ready for this? U.S. has now authorized COVID-19 vaccine booster shots for kids ages 5 to 11. What is the next step? They want you to be excited. The CDC under Dr. Fauci is now going to give their recommendation, we're being told, later this week. So line your kids up and get them vaccinated and boosted because apparently they are still in control of everything you do in your life when it comes to COVID. I'll have more on that in a moment. But first, let me tell you real quick about my good friends over at Legacy Precious Metals. You've seen what's going on in the economy and the uh, stock market and inflation. It's just ridiculous now what's going on. So the question is, are you diversified? Are you prepared to weather this storm? Well, do you have any investments in gold and silver, precious metals? Did you know that gold and silver is actually used as a hedge against inflation? It is to to diversify you so that when there are terrible days and now weeks and months on Wall Street, that your assets are diversified so that they are not affected in such a negative way. If you are not investing in gold and silver, now is the time to look at legacy precious metals. Call them and they will send you a free investor's guide so that you can see what you can do with your retirement, your 401k, your IRA with gold and silver. 
They're the company that I use and I trust. 1-866-751-2218. Or online at LegacyPMInvestments.com. Also, quick reminder, please make sure you hit the share button, share a podcast, and hit that subscriber auto-download button so you get this podcast every day for free. Now, here is how the world is now reacting to the NASDAQ seeing the worst month since 2008 when the housing crisis happened. Listen to this. Slipping uh, into the summer months now, the NASDAQ just had its worst, mo- worst month since October 2008, plunging 13.3%. Big tech earnings have fueled the bearishness, most notably a disappointing quarter uh, from Amazon. Julie, this was a, wow, what a month uh, for April. And of course, you had that Amazon earnings later in the month, really putting a button uh, on this performance for the Nasdaq. But it's not just Amazon earnings, really. This has been happening. It happened throughout April where disappointing tech earnings, of course, uh, Netflix as well, concerns about rising interest rates. You put all these things together, you're going to get a disastrous month like the Nasdaq just had. And it's not just the Nasdaq that we should point out. It was actually pretty broad-based selling over the past month. Take a look at the Yahoo Finance uh, Interactive here. The Dow off very sharply over the past month. The S&P 500 down about 10% on the month. And then you had that disastrous performance for the Nasdaq, which, to be sure, was worse than the others. But it was pretty bad for all three. Let's take a little bit. By by the way, you, you know that they keep saying the word disaster. Disaster. Now, Ben Bernanke has also come out and he said that Biden's economy, right? Biden's America, Bidenflation is totally out of control. Ben Bernanke, by the way, who helped the U.S. recover after the 2008 crash, now sees what he refers to as huge warning signs on inflation, stagflation, as well as student debt. Now, the former Federal Reserve chairman has come out and warned of what's coming in America if we stay on the same path. He said the U.S. Central Bank's decision to delay its response to the highest inflation rate rates in four decades, quote, was a mistake. Bernanke, who served two terms as chair of the Federal Reserve during the Bush and Obama administrations, a non-political guy, many would argue, helped guide the country through that 08 financial crash. Another time in which the central bank played an outsized role in trying to help the economy recover. Speaking to CNBC, Bernanke said that while he understands the reasons behind the Fed's delayed response, it was still a mistake, saying they should have acted sooner to help bring down inflation rates that rose as high as 8.5% year over year in April. Why did they delay the response I think in retrospect, yes, it was a mistake, Bernanke said, and I think they agree it was a mistake. Bernanke said the Fed avoided taking more immediate action out of fears that it would shock the market. Throughout 2021, while inflation rates were steadily rising, much of the public response to the Fed was based around a belief that the rising rates were transitory. They were not. Powell got it wrong. The White House got it wrong, and they described it at the time as, oh, don't worry about it. Leave a... It's not going to be a big issue, not enough to leave a, quote, permanent mark in the form of higher inflation. That's how wrong Powell and the White House were. It wasn't until December of last year that Powell and the Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, the same woman who last week talking about the economy said it's important we have abortion, otherwise it could actually affect debt in this country and inflation 
and the job market. Not a joke. That's what Janet Yellen, the Treasury Secretary, said as she advocated for abortion on demand and for companies to provide for travel for you to get an abortion if Roe v. Wade is struck down. That's how unfocused the Treasury Secretary is right now. She said, and again, that it was time to retire the transitory label and began talking more impactfully about the measures that they needed to take to limit the rise. It wasn't until December of last year they even noticed it or admitted it. Now, one other part about this that, again, I go back to. This is what happens when you get a bunch of activists in jobs where you shouldn't be an activist. Bernanke was not an activist. The fact that you have the Treasury Secretary testifying and talking about how important abortion is in a time when we're dealing with out-of-control inflation should really tell you a lot about the problems we're having in this country, which brings me to Secretary of Transportation, the same guy that took that two months maternity leave while we were having a crisis with transportation in this country and a crisis at our ports. Well, they've had enough of him at CNBC. CNBC, which is pretty liberal day in and day out, finally had enough of the propaganda coming from the Transportation Secretary. And CNBC actually called out Secretary Buttigieg for talking about the GOP saying, quote, that's not how we're going to solve inflation, blaming somebody else who's not in charge. Take a listen. And look, I've talked about how you, you could raise corporate taxes from where they are today. So, so we're, we're not so far off here. But do you not agree that these are two different issues? Meaning if you change corporate taxes, yes, in the immediate term, maybe it will have some impact on inflation. But it's a lo- Corporate tax is a long-term issue. You either deal with it because you think it's the right thing to do or it's the wrong thing to do, not because you're trying to deal with inflation right this second. Well, look, a lot of it is what you're going to do with the revenue. And again, we have an agenda to, to use tax revenue on things that are going to ease inflationary pressures. But also, we have a very clear contrast right now, right? You, you have uh, Senate Republican proposals that are about raising taxes on the poor and the middle class. And you have the president's worldview, which is shared by the majority of Americans, uh, that if anybody needs to be uh, carrying more of the load right now, it is the wealthiest and corporations that have become uh, extremely profitable. By the but way, corporations also that have often, you, well, hold on, this is really important. Well, corporations that have invoked inflation as an excuse to keep prices high in ways that are not just. I love this. That's not how you're going to solve inflation, trying to talk about the other guys. He's sitting there saying, well, you know, let's look at the Republicans and then saying Senate Republicans proposals are about raising taxes on the poor and the middle class, which, by the way, is not their proposal. And you have the president's worldview. So now we're talking about worldviews, which is shared by the majority of Americans. That if anybody needs to be carrying more of the load right now, it's the wealthiest and corporations that have become extremely profitable, by the way. You hear CNBC say, but that's not how you're going to solve inflation. This is how out of touch with reality they are at this White House when it comes to the economy right now. This is how bad it is. I go back to the Treasury Secretary. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen. This is a woman that's been around for a long time doing this. She is now more focused on abortion than anything else. In fact, Janet Yellen also said we need to be careful about complete EU ban on Russian oil, saying we got to be careful because she knows that in America we're not producing enough oil to protect ourselves. Europe clearly needs to reduce its dependence on Russia with respect to energy. But we need to be careful when we think about 
um, a complete European ban on, say, oil imports that would clearly um, raise global oil prices. It would have a damaging impact on Europe and on other parts of the world. And counterintuitively, it could actually have very little Im negative impact on Russia. Little impact on Russia. Now, why is she saying that? Because she understands that America is not energy independent. We're not doing anything to make us more energy independent, even though we know exactly what's going on right now. You know, Janet Yellen comes out and she's sitting there. She's talking about, hey, I know we're likely to see another year in which 12 month inflation numbers remain high. She also dropped that bomb this week about this from the White House. I don't want to make a prediction uh, exactly as to what's going to happen in the second half of the year. You know, we're likely to see another year in which 12 month inflation numbers remain very uncomfortably high. So in other words, Janet Yellen's telling you we got a disaster on our hands. We weren't paying attention, right? There, there's, and, and yet, when she says we have all these problems, she also says that there is no change in Biden's anti-energy policies. So we're going to stick with this indoctrination that if you do not stand with us, we will punish you. You better get on a bus. You better get a bike. You better get a hybrid. You better become energy independent or, or, or from, from uh, oil and gas, right? You got to have solar. You got to have all these other things. And we are not changing our stance on our anti-energy policies is what the Treasury Secretary said. Oh, by the way, she had enough time while all this is happening and they were asleep at the wheel literally on inflation, as Bernanke put it, to, to advocate for abortion on demand because that's what the Treasury Secretary should be talking about. While we are in the midst of a major crisis of inflation, Bidenflation in the United States of America. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know 
Okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Secretary Janet Yellen also has had to take commands from the propagandists at the White House. This is who she works for. And the Treasury Secretary understands those commands to the point where she actually, after warning not to shut off buying oil, would have catastrophic consequences to countries like Hungary and others if you just shut down all the oil coming out of Russia because they haven't prepared for energy independence either. She also says in this country, knowing how big of a problem of energy independence is, that the Biden administration has no change in their anti-energy policies. And I guess she's proud of it. Uh, energy is the big topic. And I want to understand from you how you reconcile with what clearly is a shift in posture around energy and fossil fuels. By, by the way, I want to say this. I understand I'm okay with protecting our environment. I really am. I'm okay with people with new innovations. I got a neighbor that just got a new electric truck. The thing is awesome. Now, we have no idea how it's going to work down the road, but at least right now, it is genuinely pretty cool. All right? And I, I, I really do. I believe that it is cool. I like it. But the idea that we should be sacrificing our energy independence and putting money in the hands of those in Russia and putting money in the hands of those in the Middle East and putting the world at risk and the EU at risk and other smaller countries at risk from being attacked over by Russia right now for the sake of green and alternative agenda is insanity. And the majority of Americans, by the way, agree with me. This doesn't make good sense. And that's what CNBC is asking. They're like, look, we understand it in general and principle. 
clearly moving in a, in a direction of being energy and you know responsible, right? I, I'm in, I don't want to trash the world or the environment. But at the same time, I'm not going to shoot myself in the foot to accomplish something that is, in fact, destroying the world and destroying lives with what we're witnessing in Ukraine and other parts around the world and also making our enemies richer like China. Well, the climate goals are very important and there's no change in that if anything okay so so you have inflation you have the highest price of gas we've ever seen in the history of anyone's lifetime in the united states of america you have world superpowers that are gaining on america you have us in in, in trillions and trillions of dollars you have americans that are suffering that need relief uh, you have a financial crisis that is clearly growing with inflation that you just told us is going to be around for well over the next 12 months. And when you're asked about the U.S. announcing sanctions and you're asked about what's happening in, in, in Europe, and when you're asked about what Americans, your relief is coming, you say that your top priority now is still your green alternative energy and that that has not changed. So in the face of all that I just mentioned, you guys are refusing to change because you're a bunch of psychopaths that are obsessed with, I would argue, destroying the United States of America and turning us into a communist country. And the only way to accomplish that is that the majority of the American population is, in fact, suffering and weak. And you say, we are the government. We are here to save you. you got to understand, there was no chance that communism was looked at or this type of government action was looked at when Donald Trump was president. Why? Because when Americans, when families, black, white, Liberal, conservative, rich, middle class, and even poor are actually able to pay their bills. And they are making a decent living. And the costs of goods and services are low. And the interest rates are low. People can actually experience independence from the government. They can experience success of being able to stand on their own two feet. And that was the biggest threat to the Democratic Party. The Democratic Party has to have people that they look like, look at as modern day slaves, where they cannot survive without them. They desperately need tens of millions of American families to be reliant on them for food and water and shelter and gas and the internet and cell phones, right? Basic necessities they desperately need Americans to be dependent on them. That's one of the reasons why they were so afraid of Donald Trump. Donald Trump had the lowest unemployment rate ever in history for African-Americans, for Asian-Americans, for Hispanic-Americans. That meant that the Democratic Party lost power because they couldn't hold people. They couldn't hold them hostage in living in poverty. You know, I'll give you another example of just the disaster that this is that is this administration. The GOP representative who showed the baby formula stocked at the border for illegal immigrants has now been attacked by all of those on the left, and now they've said she is a liar. Guess what? She's now been backed up by the facts. In fact, Representative Kat Kamak, a Republican who called the Transportation, Transportation Secretary Mayor Pete a liar, for claiming the Biden administration had acted from day one after the recall of baby formula. 
On Sunday, Mayor Pete lied on Face the Nation, saying, quote, the administration acted from day one after the recall, taking steps like creating more flexibility for the WIC program to help rebalance the availability of formula in the states. Now, if you go to Mexico right now, and you can, if you're down there, the pictures have been going viral. They have the shelves stocked with baby formula. As I uh, was talking about, I'm, uh, you know, going to speak at this conference, it's so important. In Budapest, in Hungary, on freedom, their grocery shelves. One of my friends that just got there sent me a picture, stacked, not a single thing missing from their shelves. They're next to Ukraine with all this going on. They've got baby formula. How is it that we only have a problem in the U.S.? Because, again, you guys are asleep at the wheel. You're the same people that were asleep at the wheel when we had the problems at our ports before Christmas because you were on maternity leave for two months. As a dude, because of our woke agenda in this country, you're the same guy that's asleep at the wheel on baby formula, the same guy that's asleep at the wheel on oil and gas. And as this congresswoman said, she said, quote, to the Secretary of Transportation remarks that they have been on top of this from day one, that is a lie. She pointed out that she'd been criticized after she posted text messages and photos she said were sent from the Border Patrol agents showing a stockpile of baby formula intended for illegal immigrants. She said, yesterday I was on the border myself, and the facts on the border are exactly how you, that you've been stating them. I decided to go down myself to film it. And lo and behold, not only were there stocked warehouses, but there were multiple stocked warehouses that have not only been filled with baby formula as well as diapers and wipes and clothing, but they have been doing this for months And there's more baby formula en route to the border to illegal immigrants that are crossing. Now, remember, the the Biden administration says you should be proud of them because they've taken your tax dollars and they are providing food. They're providing cell phones, providing airline tickets. They're providing bus transfers. They're, they're, They're providing hotel rooms at the border and the next day they go to. They're providing baby formula for illegal immigrants who are coming across the border. Right, Mayor Pete, Transportation Secretary, the administration had acted de- from day one. She said they canceled 43% of this manufacturer's production with no plan to backfill the market share that they to make that up. So they've not been on top of this since day one. They knew what they were canceling when they canceled 43% of the baby formula manufacturing in America. She went on to say, this isn't a problem that happened yesterday. Moms for months have been saying it was getting harder and harder to find formula because the stockpile was dissipating, right? It was it was disappearing. She said, this is just another example of the broken administration that doesn't know how to govern and certainly doesn't know how to take care of the American people. She went on to show videos from her trip to the facility at the border. One image showed mounds of infant formula. Featuring handwritten dates likely to denote expiration of June 2023. Mayor Pete had blamed Abbott Nutrition for the formula shortage, complaining, fundamentally, we are here because a company was not able to guarantee that its plant was safe. And that plant has been shut down. So, like, you're supposed to praise him for this. He said, let's be very clear. This is a capitalistic country. The government does not baby formula, nor should it. Companies make baby formula, and one of those companies, a company which, by the way, seemed to have 40% market share, messed up and is unable to confirm 
that a plant, a major plant, is safe and free of contamination. But if you're going to shut down 43% of the market share of something, then it's probably time for you to have a plan on how you're going to backfill it. And they didn't. Can you imagine if this happened under Donald Trump's leadership? Holy cow. They're freaking out 24-7, putting crying mothers saying that babies are dying all over the place on this story. What's the media doing? Not a damn thing. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my this idea of, what do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers 
or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So let me go back to Secretary uh, of Treasury, Janet Yellen who is very proud to say, while you are suffering, that there is no change in Biden's anti-energy policies and that the green climate change agenda is alive and well, regardless of what you end up paying at the pump, regardless of how much you're suffering. I go back to the premise of liberalism, of communism, socialism. People have to be weak for those things to flourish. You have to be desperate for any help, which is when the government steps in and gets you addicted to government aid. If you are an independent and, and strong population, communism and socialism doesn't work because then you know you'd be going backwards. Why would you do that? That's why I said earlier, Donald Trump is such a threat and his economy was such a threat to the Democratic Party. They need a weak America. Don't forget, this isn't the first time they've tried this. Jimmy Carter did it. And then after that, Barack Obama really did it. Remember when they said it was an honor to be a food stamp president? It's a privilege to be a food stamp president. Remember when Jesse Jackson said that in African-American church and people cheered on? They said, let's, let's show some love and admiration for Barack Obama at the time when more Americans were on food stamps than at any other time in American history. Modern history, I should say, since we've been keeping track of it since the Great Depression. They understood that if you could get people in poverty, living in poverty, and then you could be the sugar daddy, the sugar mama for those living in poverty, the Democratic Party could keep getting reelected, which is why they're doing what they're doing right now, which is exactly why the Treasury Secretary is not going to say anything but about the socialist, ridiculous idea right now that we need to have green alternative energy above all else, regardless of how much you are hurting. I want to understand from you how you reconcile the administration's climate goals right now with what clearly is a shift in posture around energy and fossil fuels. Well, the climate goals are very important, and there's no change in that. If anything, seeing what's happening because of our dependence on global markets for oil and to some extent natural gas just emphasizes the importance of making the transition that will shield us from um, events in Russia, global developments that um, can negatively impact uh, oil markets. Um, We really want to move and see the need, all of us, the United States and our allies, to move quickly to renewables that will Um, give us a safer and more independent energy picture. Okay, so translation. We created this problem on purpose. We're smart. We know what we're doing here. This is being used as a catalyst to force you into submission to buy that green car, right? It's going to force you into submission on solar and wind. We're punishing you until you get on board. 
And eventually, at some point, you will get on board. Senator Tim Scott delivered a scathing rebuke, by the way, of the Treasury Secretary for, number one, even talking about abortion as she did this last week when she should have been focused on the economy and saying it's important that we have abortions on demand to help our economy, her words, and the African-American senator. Tim Scott delivered a stunning rebuke to Janet Yellen, claiming, how dare you talk about black women and women of color the way that you did, implying that we need abortions to be successful. Take a listen. I'm just surprised that we find ways to weave into every facet of our lives such such an important and painful reality for so many people to make it sound like it's just another 0.4% added to our labor force participation as a result of the issue of abortion just to me seems harsh. Well, I I certainly don't mean to um, say what I think the effects are in a manner that's harsh. What we're talking about is um, whether or not women will have the ability um, to regulate their reproductive um, situation in ways that will enable them to plan lives that are fulfilling and satisfying for them. And one aspect of a satisfying life is being able to feel that you have the financial resources to raise a child, that the children you bring into the world are wanted and that you have the ability to take care of them. In many cases, um, abortions are of teenage women, um, particularly low income and often black, who um, aren't in a position to be able to care for children, have um, unexpected pregnancies, and it deprives them of the ability often to continue their education to later participate in the workforce. So there, there is a spillover into labor force participation, yeah. but, yeah. and uh, it means that children will grow up in poverty yeah. and do, do worse themselves. Thank and you. Let me, let me is, just say my time harsh. on the topic. This I, is the truth. I'll just simply say that as a guy raised by a black woman in abject poverty, I'm thankful to be here as a United States Senator. Amen to him, by the way, for saying that. And by the way, what she just said there is incredibly racist. Well, I'm just trying to make sure we get enough black kids aborted so they don't grow up in poverty. That's what she just said. The Treasury Secretary just said that. She also said you should be thankful that a bunch of black women are having abortions and a bunch of women are having abortion because it's going to help you find a job. So when you're alive, just know you're not having to compete against the millions of kids that we are aborting. Right in the labor force. It's going to get, it's going to be a positive impact on your life. If everybody around you starts aborting people, it's going to be better for your kids that are alive if we advocate for abortion. That is the argument she just made as a Treasury Secretary because if they are aborted, then you, you do the averages on this and it's going to be an easier place for you to get a job. Now, what is this really that they're talking about? They're talking, talking about population control. You understand that, right? And it's also extremely racist what... Janet Yellen just said, and we should all be honest about that. When she's like, well, it's, you know, we're just trying to get rid of a bunch of black kids, right? Because they're going to grow up in poverty anyway. That's straight up racism. 
This is a white woman saying, well, let's be honest. All the black kids are growing up in poverty. And all those black kids are, you know, they're, they're going to they're gonna have a worse life if we don't let their parents just abort them. And this idea that the majority of people having abortions are like 15 years old is absurd. It's not true. These Democrats are just filled with pure, sick evil. This is communism and socialism. They're no longer the Democratic Party. You know, I could deal with a Bill Clinton. I've said that before. I really could. I could deal with a guy like Bill Clinton. I could deal even with a guy like Dukakis or Jimmy Carter. But what you're witnessing right now is what Democrats have really been wanting for years. They were just too afraid to say it. And now they're not. Right. That, that's what this really is. When you have a Treasury secretary telling you that we need abortions on demand because it's going to help you find a job. And a Treasury secretary that tells you, well, it's just a bunch of black kids that, right, that are going to have a lot of these abortions. And they're going to grow up in poverty. That is racism from the Democratic Party. But you notice not a single article was written about that. Janice Yellen, Janet Yellen goes full-blown racist. Older white woman goes full-blown racist. Right? I mean, I mean, this is straight-up racism from the Treasury Secretary. And why is she even testifying to Congress on the issue of abortion and how it's going to give you a perk of finding a job if we can abort a bunch of people? I mean, what's next? They're going to advocate for killing off people so to make the, uh, the country an easier place for you to be able to survive? And she says, we refuse with the highest oil and gas prices that we have ever had in history to change our policy, even temporarily. Okay, even temporarily. We are not going to change our policies, even temporarily. On what we are demanding with green and alternative energy. And they want me to believe that they are in favor of protecting and defending us. And this country, they're acting in the best interests of us in this economy, where we are. There's no change in our, on our Biden anti-energy policy. So just know that. No changes whatsoever. She says the war in Ukraine underscores a need to, for clean and secure energy. Wouldn't that mean that in the United States of America that we would actually do more to get energy independence? No, that's not what she's saying. She says your energy independence only comes from things that they approve. Second, energy security. The invasion of Ukraine has also underscored the need for sustainable, affordable, clean, and secure energy for economic growth and security for the United States, as well as for governments that partner with the EFIs. The MDB's promotion of energy efficiency and capital investment toward diverse energy sources like solar, wind, and other non-fossil fuel-based energy sources, and away from suppliers such as Russia, that strengthens energy security and reduces short-term fossil fuel price risks, all while addressing the long-term threat of climate change. Public finance alone cannot meet this challenge, so Treasury is encouraging the MDBs to undertake reforms and adopt more ambitious targets for mobilizing private capital, particularly through their private sector windows. Many low-income countries are facing growing debt burdens as the pandemic continues into a third year. The there it is. There's your closing argument. 
We will stay the course. We will destroy this country. And we will do it until you submit. And if we have to get rid of people through abortion to make our economy work, we will do it. If it takes you paying five, fifty, six dollars seven dollars a gallon to accomplish our agenda, even if you're against it, we will do it. We will undermine every institution in this country, the Supreme Court, if that's what it takes for us to implement what we want to do. We will come after your kids, by the way, and mass mandates and vaccine mandates, which I, I want to remind you right now, they're trying to make it where you have to wear a mask again when you get on an airplane, even though there was no spike in COVID after the mask mandate expired or after I should say that judge struck it down. These people are not listening to you. They're not working for you. If there's any one thing that they're trying to do right now, it's trying to make you weak. Trying to make you poor. Because the weaker you are and the poorer you are, the better off they are as a party. They are then more independent and more powerful because then you will need them because you can't pay your bills. Never forget what communism is. Because that is what they're trying to do right now. And they keep saying it without using the word. And we need to be using the word. Don't forget, subscribe to our podcast so you get the show every day. Please share our podcast with your family and friends or hit that share button on social media. And if you would take 20 seconds to write us a five-star review, it helps us tremendously uh, reach new listeners. And I'll see you guys back here tomorrow. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get ready for Smart Money Happy Hour. Pull up a chair, it's the happy hour you wish your friends were having. Mix two money experts with some hot takes and a splash of nostalgia, and you get me, George Camel. And me, Rachel Cruz, talking unfiltered about what's going on in the world, pop culture, and how to afford a life you love. We're talking money, celebrity budgets, and my budget for my two French Bulldogs. It's a lot. (laughs) You'll hear it all on Smart Money Happy Hour. Listen on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts.